Welcome to The Essential Rhythm, science-based natural history and human ecology of the North Atlantic seashore. This is episode 30, Alewife Restoration, a success story. I've spent most of my life living in the watershed of a small tidal river and estuary on the coast of Maine. Scarcely 14 miles takes you from the salty marine waters of the Gulf of Maine to a freshwater pond. As you move upriver, you travel along a biological continuum. At the river's mouth, a diverse community of saltwater-adapted algae like kelp and rockweed, dulse and sea lettuce flourishes. Hard bottom is covered with barnacles and mussels, soft bottom occupied by clams and worms, and several species of crab and shrimp make their homes throughout. Further up the river, into what we would call the estuary, many marine species fall away. Algae become limited to the hardier brown rockweeds and nutrient-loving sea levitus, as well as the plant eelgrass. Rock, toad, Jonah, and hermit crabs fade out, leaving only the ubiquitous and disruptive European green crab. Until you reach the uppermost part of the estuary and find a marsh full of cattails and beavers. The transitions along this continuum are subtle but additive. Small changes in salinity, temperature, water energy, and nutrients add up to big changes in the biological community. Numerous streams, large and small, drain the landscape surrounding this estuary system. Numerous freshwater inputs that mingle with the seawater to round out the volume of this river. At least seven of these streams have supported river herring runs each spring in historic times, both pre- and post-European colonization. River herring is a term that refers to two species of anadromous fish, alewives and blueback herrings, which school together with sea herring when in the ocean. Come spring, however, river herring head into freshwater systems in search of their spawning habitat, freshwater ponds, and flowages. Currently, three streams in the watershed are seeing active fish runs, in large part due to the efforts of local citizens interested in restoring the fish for ecological and economic reasons. Restoration in many cases has simply been helping nature do its thing, removing or actively managing obstacles to enable fish passage during key migration periods, like when the adults travel up rivers in the spring, when they leave after spawning, and when the juveniles leave the ponds in late summer and fall, after spending a season fattening up on freshwater zooplankton, removing old dams that serve little purpose in modern times, notching beaver dams, with a permit, of course, and rebuilding fishways all serve to clear the way for any returning fish. As long as there are populations of fish to return, they will do the rest. For those drainages that no longer support herring runs, but are known to have in the past, restoration efforts can use river herring's tendency towards natal fidelity to recreate a successful fish run. Natal fidelity is the tendency of an organism to return to it the place where it was born to undergo its own reproduction. When the fish are running in one stream, you can take some of them, with a permit, of course, and transplant them into another pond where they'll spawn and swim downstream and return out to the sea none the wiser. The eggs will hatch and the juveniles will feed and grow in the new pond, all the while imprinting on the new pond via olfactory cues, a chemical fingerprint of the water body. I'll be honest, in trying to figure out exactly what these chemicals are, I found that scientists have focused virtually all of their time researching how fish sense the cues and very little to no time distinguishing what the cues consist of on a chemical level. Regardless, you're essentially transplanting the fish, and because river herring will return to the stream where they hatch to reproduce, as long as all goes well in those three to four years that the young spend at sea, 
they will return to the new pond when they are sexually mature and ready to spawn. This all sounds great in theory, but I have to tell you, it actually works, and I've seen it with my own eyes. In the estuary where I live, I work with a community group to restore historic alewife runs, and we've been stocking a pond for the past three years, hoping to reestablish river herring in the drainage. This year is the first year we could possibly expect to see returning fish, from the first year of stocking. It's one thing to know intellectually this is possible. It's another altogether to stop by the stream just to check, like I did yesterday, and see it full of fish. It worked. Give nature some raw material to work with and she will do the rest. It is so awesome. So, cheers to the fish doing what they do best. Cheers to community groups doing the restorative path clearing. And cheers to multi-year hopes and dreams becoming reality. This has been episode 30 of The Essential Rhythm, written and produced by me, Sarah O'Malley. The theme music is Lightstream by the artist Sid Hartha, used by permission through Creative Commons. Thanks for listening and join us next week.